<laughs> hello, hello, hello. From me and my oldest cat, Awaz. <laughs> Whenever I hit record, sometimes she uh, thinks I'm just talking to her. So that's cool. <laughs> anyway, hi and welcome to Secrets of a Witch with Sabrina, Scott, me, and Awaz, the cat. <laughs> So on this podcast, Secrets of a Witch, I talk about so many things, life, magic, love, healing, happiness, spirituality, spirits, mediumship, and everything in between. And for this episode, I wanted to talk about something that doesn't necessarily inherently have anything in particular to do with witchcraft per se. But that I think is really important and acknowledging this fact is a part of living a good life and a life that is full of magic and connected to possibility. And that is the idea that it is okay to outgrow people. It is okay to outgrow people. Just because you've been friends with someone for 20 years does not necessarily mean that you need to be or should be friends forever. Just because you are related to someone by blood does not mean that they need to be in your life at all. And Awaz agrees, apparently. (laughs) In life, I do believe that a lot of social ties, a lot of friendships, a lot of families, a lot of communities are held together by mediocrity and the status quo. And I realize that might sound kind of bitchy and maybe even a little bit rude. But I do believe it's true. There's so many interpersonal group dynamics. Again, whether that's friends, family, like love relationships, whatever. Where the glue that holds people together is that one person plays a certain role and someone else plays a different role. And sometimes your role in the friend group might be the mom friend. Maybe you subconsciously feel superior to everyone and you like feeling superior to everyone. And so all your friends are like total messes. And you are able to avoid looking at your life with a magnifying glass and emotional sobriety Because you get to look at other people, feel superior to them, teach them, coach them, whatever. All while refusing to look at how you have not actually up-leveled your own shit in the last decade. And those dramatic people in this fake example, you know, they probably love getting that attention of, you know, everything being such a mess. They love to feel cared for by their friends and maybe all their friends rush to care for them in their newest incidents of 
histrionics and dramatics. And so the situation I've just described is obviously very dysfunctional and unhealthy for everyone involved, but everyone has their role and everyone gets some positive feeling out of it, even though it clearly is an unhealthy kind of crappy situation. Are the people in that fake situation real friends? Like, yes, probably. And whenever I've seen this happen among real life humans, it's like, yeah, their friendship is genuine, but it's based on certain people fulfilling and occupying certain roles of inferiority, of superiority, of drama, of the person who always caretakes, of, you know, whatever. And so, yeah, some people might have been friends for a bazillion years, but what is the quality and the nature of that friendship? I think it's something that's really important to think about, to reflect on, to figure out. And you know what, like, I have been both friends in that situation in the past. I've definitely been the mom friend. And then when I was much younger, I was absolutely the one with all the crazy stories and the drama and like one explosion after another. So I do know what that's like from personal experience. And yeah, there's a high of it all that does feel good. The mom friend can feel superior and confident of their worth in comparison to other people. And then the dramatic friend can feel loved and cared for and important and validated in their self-imposed victimhood often. And that can feel really good and fulfilling too, even though it's ultimately unhealthy. And so I would really encourage you to look at your friendship dynamics and see, okay, what role do you occupy? Is there this weird inequality in terms of who is considered the smart one? Who is considered to have it together? Who is the messy one? Who is the, you know, fill in the blank? I'm sure you come up with a much longer list based on what's going on in your own life or what has happened in your own life in the past if you really put your mind to it. But the point of all of this is not to call out the mom friend or the dramatic friend, but just to see that as two examples of like the different roles that we can play in the groups of humans in our lives that we happen to be in. And my point with this is to point out that oftentimes we do fall into a particular role. And sometimes these roles can keep us small. Sometimes these comfortable, easy roles that we've been in for decades or more with friends or family can stop us from reaching our true potential and can stop us from becoming who we really are and who we can really grow into at our absolute best version of ourselves. And so when I see these dynamics so entrenched, it does make me kind of sad and it can be hard to see on the outside, like what the dynamics of a situation actually are. So like, I'm not going to judge anyone's connections that I don't personally know, but I do know from things I've seen, from things I've experienced, what often goes on. And so I would really encourage you to... Do yourself a favor 
and examine the relational dynamics that are happening in your life. Again, whether that's your romantic relationship, whether that is friendship, friend group, whether that's your family. Personally, I have stepped away from all of those things in different ways at different times in my life because I felt the role I was being assigned and the role I was occupying for a while ultimately no longer served me. It did not serve my growth and actually did not in any way support my growth and actually often would try to hold me back from growing and keep me down, keep me shining less brightly and keep me miserable. Because when we are miserable, sometimes people get a lot out of that. They get to feel superior. They get to avoid you know, certain truths about themselves, maybe they don't want to face. And so I would ask you, are the connections that you have in your life, friendships, lovers, family, do those connections honor you? Do those folks love you? And not just because of who you are to them or what you do for them. Do they love you for you? And do they really want the absolute best for you? Do they want you to thrive, grow, and expand? And will they be genuinely happy for you and not jealous or resentful or whatever when you are able to do some new cool things for yourself and become a brighter, more authentic, more self-actualized individual? Or do they kind of get salty and resentful? do they kind of disparage you? And I feel, you know, thinking back to some of the friendships I've stepped away from over the past few years, it has often been because people could not be happy for me. People could not understand or appreciate that I was in a space of expansion and growth and showing up more authentically, showing up more bravely, sharing more of myself, publishing books, teaching workshops, putting my name and face out there to be a human in the world. Some people were very threatened by that. I remember when my book, Witch Body, got picked up by Wiser Books. So I first self-published it and then it got acquired by them. I remember when I got that first email from Wiser where I was, I was with someone who was a friend of mine at the time who also wanted to be a writer. And I remember she was like kind of salty about that. And some of my other successes as well. And I think what was going on with that was my chasing my dreams and actually starting to achieve some of them was very triggering for her because it made her come face to face with the reality that she was not actually pursuing some of her dreams to the extent that she probably wanted to. And so since I was not making excuses for myself, that triggered her to the point where I think she had to come to terms with the uncomfortable reality that she was making excuses for herself on why she wasn't doing what I was doing. And that created a bit of a clash. And I started to notice a lot of negativity in her. Um, That didn't work for me. I remember one of the reasons I finally decided to step away from that friendship. There's a few, I guess I'll share a few here just as an example of like what I'm talking about. So we went to a metaphysical fair kind of thing in an auditorium. It was like full of witchy 
spiritual market type of people like selling crystals doing tarot readings doing like whatever and it to be honest it was like a pretty rinky dink fair like I didn't buy anything like it all looked pretty slipshod and DIY and like there wasn't really anything that good there to be honest but you know what I appreciate when people show up when they try when they make an effort and so even though it was a little bit like you know, unimpressive. Am I going to insult anybody there? No. Am I going to judge them? No, because they are putting themselves out there and they're being brave. They're going after their dreams. And at the end of the day, I respect that. And everyone starts somewhere. And I respect that. You know, I'm sure I was very slipshod and DIY when I first started too. Sometimes I still am that way. (laughs) You know, we're all just on a journey. We're trying and I respect anyone who puts themselves out there. But the girl I was with, she spent the entire time insulting everybody, whispering to me, insulting everybody and just like feeling very high and mighty and just insulting everyone and complaining. And it was after that that I decided that our friendship was over. And it was very sad to me because she was one of my best friends, but that attitude just was so repulsive to me that I just couldn't deal. I couldn't deal. An earlier situation with that friend, which is kind of related to all of this, and I'm not saying this to air dirty laundry because it autom- like the specifics don't really matter, but just to give an example of how these little things can really reveal a lot about somebody's mindset, who they are, and the lens through which they see the world. And it is not our job to change anyone's lens. Can we talk to them about it? Yes. But ultimately, that is their work to do on if they want to change that, if they want to self-reflect, if they want to see themselves as who they actually are and make a change or if they're happy with that miserable status quo. Okay, so the same person, this was before this uh, witchy fair extravaganza, I was dating briefly someone who was from the same small town as she was. And I remember saying, oh my God, I went to his apartment. It was so nice. It was like an Instagram apartment with a beautiful bathtub and beautiful tiles. And I was like, it was so cute, blah, blah, blah. And like, I love beautiful things. I love beautiful homes. So I was just like sharing, like, it's a fun experience. It's cool. Like, I was just excited, you know, and I love to share my excitement with people when I'm feeling happy. And in that situation, she couldn't be happy for me and the good experience that I had. She had to go inwards and was all depressed because someone else from her hometown was and according to her, more successful than she was. And that made her depressed. And so that's what she got out of the interaction where I was just trying to be like, oh yeah, this is so exciting and fun. So that was another flag for me about someone who could not be happy for me about the most banal kind of inconsequential thing. Like ultimately who cares if this guy is a nice apartment? (laughs) Like whatever, it doesn't really matter. But It was a big learning lesson for me and it was a pivotal moment and that combined with the other two things that I mentioned really inspired me to come to the conclusion that, you know, maybe we really had just grown in different directions. Even aside from my book and whatever, like I just really was not someone who was 
having a negative mindset anymore and directing negativity towards judgment of other people. And was I like that in my 20s? To some extent, I'm sure I was. You know, we all grow and we all learn. And I think when we're really young, when we're teenagers, when we're in our 20s, it is really easy to bond with other people over being a critic or being a hater. It's an easy way to create a quick bond, quick kind of fake intimacy with somebody, a shared hatred over something, right? And so I'm sure I did some of that when I was younger. But, you know, those interactions with this particular person made me realize, hey, that is not who I am anymore. That's not where I am. And it's not who I want to be. And I don't want to be surrounded by or interacting with other people who are still steeped in that level of negativity towards other people for no real reason. And... You know, I'm not one of those people that's like good vibes only, like let's spiritually bypass and pretend that no bad emotion ever exists. Like I'm not that type of person. But at the same time, like if we're going to be negative about something, it should be something quite significant. Like it should be something worth being negative about. I just don't see, you know, the point of creating negativity and judgment and hate about stuff that really isn't that big a deal at the end of a day. And I decided I don't have time or space for that. And so there's a lot of different ways to deal with this, right? You can have a conversation with the person. You can bring it up. You can communicate. Uh, In my experience, that communication doesn't always go very well. (laughs) You know, at least for me, it never has. Whenever I brought that stuff up with friends that I now am no longer friends with, (laughs) the folks I am still friends with, I was able to bring certain things up that were weird or disappointing and people were totally cool about it and we worked on it and we moved on and like the world kept turning and everything is cool. But there are gonna be some people who can't hear you, won't hear you and who are really deeply committed to continuing some of these patterns and ways of thinking and ways of being that are ultimately very self-limiting and will they come to terms with that? Will they change? That's not really up to you. It's not your responsibility. And unfortunately, you can't do anything about it. You can make a suggestion. You can make an observation. But ultimately, that internal work is internal. And it is something for them to do. Usually through therapy, self-help books, spirituality, whatever. One of the things I really took to heart is we are the sum of the people that we spend the most time with. And I don't believe in making excuses for who we spend time with. I want to feel proud of the people in my life. I want to feel happy with them. I want to feel good around them. And I also want to feel confident that if I'm being a dumbass, they will lovingly let me know and hold me to a higher standard. Because that's what care can be about too, right? And I want to spend time with people who trust me and our relationship enough to know that I can receive that kind of feedback and not get defensive. So our lives are so deeply impacted by the type of connections that we have, by our friendships, by our relationships, whether that's connections with family or lovers or whatever. 
And so I do think it's important to constantly reassess, like, have we outgrown this person or not? You know, take that personal responsibility to look at yourself, look at your life and see where you're at and where you want to go. It's really important. So this might leave you with, uh, you know, some uncomfortable truths. Maybe some breakups need to happen. If so, good luck. I don't think it always has to be dramatic. I think sometimes we can just phase out. That is a message in and of itself, right? It is. So I'll leave you with that, my beautiful friends. Have a lovely day, afternoon, evening, whatever time it happens to be in your neck of the woods. This has been an episode of the Secrets of a Witch podcast with me, Sabrina Scott. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a happy review and a happy rating, preferably five stars, cough, cough, five stars. Thank you. (laughs) And of course, say hi on Instagram at Sabrina M. Scott. You can check out my website at sabrinamscott.com. Check out my new clothing line at shopsabrinamscott.com. Maybe book a tarot reading, buy a course, whatever on my website. You can find everything there. If you need any help figuring out what's the best choice for you, send me a message. I do not bite. All right, friends, with that, I will let you go. Take care. Bye.